Okay, good morning, everyone. Very, very warm welcome to today's pre-market trade plan live um, trading session, which is our opportunity to prepare ourselves for today's trading opportunity. So it is about that ability to analyze the markets. We do a little bit of fundamental analysis. Um, we look at risk sentiment, and then we also have a look at the charts. And what that will allow us to do is hopefully narrow down our focus into a few primed opportunities in certain markets, and it will allow us to strategize for the day ahead and give us that heads up. So when it comes to decision making, um, we can pull the trigger uh, having done, I suppose, our um, the analysis behind the trades. So we don't need to guess and double guess ourselves. And we certainly don't need to be pushed around by these markets, uh, which is uh, it's a, it's an easy it's an easy thing for these markets to be able to do um push us around and sort of force us into trades perhaps that we wouldn't ordinarily like to take so that it re it, it becomes really important to have your plan uh, and then trade your plan um so let's get straight into it then we'll start with our risk warning just to be broadly mindful uh of the risks involved in trading financial markets and uh take those risks seriously and uh, take a brief moment to familiarize yourself with our risk warning currently up on screen. So um, all profitable traders, they need to consider a series of, um, of very important elements. And that would include, you know, which markets do we trade? So trade selection, uh, trade entries, trade exits. Uh, how do we manage risk? Hopefully prior to entry, when we get into a good trade, how do we manage it successfully? And, and consistently and then trading psychology all important features and just to let you know we address these considerations every day in our live trade rooms um so uh they're they're a part of our thinking in every single trade we get into and we're strong advocates of being consistent in our approach disciplined with our capital accurate with the levels we use and uh, we can be patient when the markets don't really fit what we're looking to do so all of these very important features. Um, so let's start with a review of potential market moving news then. So you're, you're probably very familiar. We had a very important um, trading week last week. And I think it's worth just taking a little step back before we start looking forward again. So quiet start to the week, first couple of days, not too... Uh, not too exciting. Uh, consumer confidence figure dropped slightly, um, which wouldn't be good for the US economy. And then I suppose the one word we can use for these markets at the moment is confused. Uh, and they're confused across the fundamentals. There's a lot of confusion regarding um, central bank monetary policy with a re really quite high inflation rate. Um, the, the the Fed, for example, on the Wednesday, which is this federal um, FOMC statement, the funds rate and the press conference, uh, surprisingly, uh, was, was quite a dovish event. And, and if you just go back just five weeks ago, uh, you'd probably be very familiar that the this particular event, uh, the FOMC was a very, very hawkish uh, event. So that swing has kind of caught the markets by a little bit of surprise. Uh, and to be fair, it has done to us as well. Um, we were sure that the Fed wouldn't necessarily give these markets uh, the green light, which they've given them. They're, they're focusing really hard on loose, on tightening market conditions, financial conditions. And what they've done 
probably knowingly is actually loosen them. So that's a strange um, position to take perhaps with unemployment the way that it is. And that's some of the figures we'll look at in just a second. Uh, job openings, you know, more than two jobs available for every unemployed person in the US. So the jobs market is really good. And then we had an, an ADP number which came in way below expectations. And that was really supporting the Fed, the Fed's kind of dovish response. Um, then we heard from the BOE and the ECB, and they both raked, they both um, hiked rates by uh, 50 basis points, which is a significant rate hike. So the, the US is beginning to slow down, and the, um, the BOE and uh, the ECB are just beginning to get going. Um, and the reason why the ADP number well, let, let's say that the job numbers, there's a lot of confusion around the job numbers because they continue to get revised and um, the markets perhaps and the Fed don't really know how reliable those numbers are anymore. So we saw a very negative ADP number up here, um, way below expectations. So all the analysts, you know, are getting it very, very badly wrong. Uh, and then you would expect perhaps um, a bit of softening across the jobs numbers uh, and instead all the analysts you know all across wall street were saying um 193,000, and we saw 517 jobs as it added sorry 517,000 jobs so more than half a million jobs added to the u.s economy uh, unemployment rate has dropped to i think it's lowest 3.4 no i think we were at 3.4 before i think back here we were 3.4 did we get down to 3.4 so we we've, no we haven't so we've got the lowest unemployment rate at a time when the fed are looking for um you know a bit of softening to creep in across the uh across the job numbers purely because employment is inflationary um and wage increases as well as an inflationary impact and um it was it was a kind of a vitriol it was a kind of a strange meeting from the fed on wednesday because Although they didn't say we're pretty much done, the actions that they took suggested to the markets that they're pretty much done. And that's crazy because you've got inflation at 6.5% in the US and you've got a softening energy market at the minute. And if that took a, a turn to the upside for any reason, you would probably see an awful lot of inflation creep back in. So, so far so good on the inflation side in terms of coming down from 9.1 to 6.5. That's the easy bit. Now it's going to start getting a bit more difficult. And uh, the expectation is that rates need to be above inflation if it doesn't come down quickly enough. And that there lies the problem. If the, the Fed sort of think that they're done, um, you know, we might have to do another series of, of rate hikes uh, in the not too distant future. So this confusion is played out as well in, in markets like the, the bond markets. So I'll just zoom in here so you can see. So one minute, there's, a, there's an awful lot of um, sort of support for markets to the upside, and then it, it retraces quite aggressively, and then there's support to the upside, and it regresses quite significantly, support to the upside. It, it, it starts reverse, starts making a new high, um, putting markets under a bit more pressure, and then it sells off really aggressively on Wednesday and Thursday. 
um, drifts sideways for a little bit, and then on Friday it kind of returns and, and is looking uh, quite aggressive again. So, um, so all of this is playing out in front of these markets in kind of real time. Um, we had some very significant kind of late day moves again on, on Friday. Um, an awful lot of sort of risk off, um, I suppose if we look at, at Wednesday and Thursday, there was significant um, risk on market conditions and you can see it across the dollar pairs as well. And then Friday, and so far today, it looks like the we're certainly entering this risk-off phase. And you can see that the, the swings in these markets are pretty are pretty significant. And that's adding to the, the picture of kind of a confused kind of market condition. Um, so we've got to sort of navigate around this as things currently stand. So you've got, you got markets like the Dow Jones, which is just strangely in this little sideways pattern. Uh, the FTSE, going back to the FTSE, we've kind of broken out of this range now, um, as you can see. So our bias can certainly um, begin to shift because of the confusing state of play just regarding um, uh, just regarding the fundamentals. There is confusion, I suppose, uh, with these charts. I'm just going to get up, get up the pen here. So we've got this long, slightly longer term descending level. And we had these markets, you know, kind of respect those levels quite considerably until we kind of broke out of this range in here that that started to change the, the kind of the discussion. Um, we made a high pulled back in very close to this level in here and then saw this strong move to the upside, made a high there towards the end of last week. And now it looks like we're coming back. So this is fine for this market to come back. You know, coming back to here is a bit of a bit of an ask. But if we if we even if we came back into this little zone in here, um, that and and we we showed signs that things were going to start turning positive, then we can certainly look for some further buying. We're just in this little sort of sideways sort of bearish angle so far. So even though we've broken out in these markets it's still we, we don't want to completely write off the um uh, you know further bearish moves we, we've kind of broken with conviction to the upside uh, on uh, wednesday which was an important feature for the s p 500 and it means now from a technical perspective we can start looking for some further upside except the price action on Thursday and Friday was far from um, convincing. So it's not to say that it wouldn't be possible for this market to, 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 to move back into this zone. It could really be possible. And although this is one structural failure, this could certainly turn into a, a, an uglier one, basically. And then once we're back in this zone and we start breaking these lows again, you know, guess what? We're, we're back to the downside. We'll, we'll, these markets will be very bearish very quickly. So it's going to be interesting. And we've had a lot of the data out now for a little while. So go back to the news. Let me just share with you our thoughts. 
So if we go to uh, this week now, you can see that, that the Fed are, are, are top of the pile, 4.75. And you can see the Canadian dollar, New Zealand, uh, even the pound are, are catching up relatively quickly. Uh, the Aussie and the Euro are a little bit on the slower side. Same situation for the Swiss National Bank. And um, the, the BOJ have not have not moved their position at all, even though they've got inflation, which is something that they've been looking for for quite some time. Um, we've, we, we've not really seen. So there is that differential there between the dollar and, and the yen as a result of this central bank um, variations in, in, uh, in rate hikes or policy, variations in policy. So, so today, nothing of any major concern. It's a bank holiday as well uh, in New Zealand. New Zealand. Tomorrow, we've got, we'll be hearing from the RBA, so we're likely to see a 20 basis point. So a bit of a slowing event uh, from the RBA as well. So, so we had a 20%, no, that was a 25% rate hike um, last month, and we're looking at uh, a 25 basis point rate hike again. Uh, and then we'd be hearing from Jerome Powell. So this could be quite due to participate in a moderated discussion at the Economic Club of Washington. So again, um, the markets might react really quite significantly to that particular event. I'm sure if there is audience questions, I'm sure um, the markets will be watching very carefully. We'll be hearing from the FOMC on Wednesday. On Thursday, we'll... Um, We'll get the monetary policy report hearings from the U, from the UK, economic forecast across Euro, and we close out the week with um, GDP numbers uh, in the UK, and it's not looking good really by any stretch. So further downside in markets like the pound would certainly be a little bit of a focus, and um, I suppose consumer sentiment again. Um, figure so not as important structurally as important as last week but nonetheless we, we kind of have to navigate kind of what we have so we've got a lot of bearish moves over the course of um friday of last week so we we, we switched from a clearly defined risk on uh market condition which was supported by central banks to uh i suppose a, a reasonably um bearish market condition and uh more of a risk-off type trading environment um where we started to see significant selling across risk and we started to see that the dollar you know benefit really quite aggressively which was i suppose the surprising point was the aggression we saw in many of these markets and and not necessarily reflected in markets like your um US indices. So our bias is still pretty much to the upside. We will have to put up with a little bit of um, uh, retracement. Perhaps the, the FTSE is a good, good example. Friday, um, surprisingly aggressive to the upside and, and is now kind of retracing a little bit of that move. The DAX, it's just um, we broke out uh, on Thursday, and then we pull back uh, as we close out the week. Still, we can have a sort of a bullish bias, and and this uh, Nikkei 
uh, keeps sort of trading within a, a it's not it's not a tight range but it is a clearly defined range as you can see not so long ago we were anticipating this market to sort of break down into this little zone and it failed to do so so it's seeing a structural failure trade um to the upside here so um so indices are in a bit of a, a strange a strange spot at the minute and bitcoin I mean, failure really to kind of stay above this important level, the, 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 the 24,000 level. We're now back down to the 22,800. So wouldn't like to be in, in, that, in that trade at all. Um, the one thing that sticks out with, this, with these market conditions is that you get short periods of you know, three days of, of, of significant movement. Um, another three days of significant movement. Another three days. And um, and the rest of the time, you're not really doing an, an awful lot. I suppose you can go back here as well. Maybe a little bit more, five or six days to, to sort of make progress. You know, three or four days back to the upside. So you're spending an awful lot of time in this market just pretty much sort of going sideways. Um, and we're, we're, we're kind of in that position now up at these higher levels. So still a lot, a lot of work to do and still some confusing, you know, backdrop as well to these markets. Okay. So, um, so looking at commodities then, so we've got a short term bearish move setting up. Our bias would still be largely to the upside. Right now, there's a lot of talk about this soft landing. So the narrative's going to shift from central bank sort of dovish hawkishness to economy um, soft landing or hard landing. And, and it looks like we're heading towards a bit of a soft landing in the US. Um, that certainly appears to be the case. So let's wrap this up. We've put together our trade plan. Um, looking at the the commodity market again we had a bit of a confusing swing around or, or turnaround in these markets we're now back to 1866 still the bullish uh, bias is very much to the upside oil same situation kind of our, our bias would be to the downside there is potential for some support here Maybe $73, $74 is a little bit on the on the cheap side considering uh, the China reopening story. So there might be an opportunity to buy these support levels. Okay, so the so let's have a little look at this. So um so gold to the upside above the 1870. We're a little bit above that as things currently stand. US oil. Above the uh, 74, $74 level. Let's see, let's see across the yen pairs. 
see, it's really important at this time to actually look at the bigger timeframes. They're far more important. It's, it's so messy, isn't it? The pound yen. There's been some gapping as well overnight. So we would like it above the 142.85. It looks like we're currently selling. So it is really a bit of a mixed mixed bag. So we're getting retracements on, on last week's move uh, across the board. So let's have a look at the dollar. Let's see. There's certainly every potential for some further rollover to the downside here. Especially if we've got this risk off. So this would be a risk off trade. Let's see if that's playing out across the board. So a strong move um, Thursday and Friday actually in the pound. And it was surprising because we heard from the Bank of England on, on uh, Thursday afternoon. And we only got this initial move sort of later in the day. It, it, it threatened to, to push lower for quite some time. Never fully did. And then in the evening time, we saw the rally kick in. And then we saw the continuation trade as well during the Asian session. So a lot of this move had, had already happened uh, by the time we were wanting to, to get into it. Uh, the dollar yen um, gapping to the upside, so a bit of sort of positivity there. But the price action is very messy, guys. Um, I will say that the dollar CAD. We kind of have to monitor the dollar a little bit more. Um, We have a out and out risk on or risk off market condition. It's a bit of a tough one. I don't want to call it. Um, purely want to see how these markets unfold a little bit. So we've got risk off. So is there an opportunity to be to be buying the pound and the not really, not really. Okay, so we've got a kind of a tough market condition uh, again today, guys. So um, I'm afraid there's still this kind of lack of clarity sitting behind these markets at the minute, which is making it a very so on Friday, we were looking at a quite indecisive risk on market conditions. Uh, due to, to the dovish Fed, and those conditions sort of swung around over the course, as as we saw this that very surprising non-farm payroll number, five hundred and seventeen thousand jobs added to the U.S. economy. They were expecting one hundred ninety-seven thousand, so that's two and a half times um, what what the expected number was. It just shows you how all these Wall Street analysts, you know, they're they're there's they're finding it really difficult to be able to, to put their finger on a pulse. And you're getting surprises as well with, um, with wage inflation from month to month, you know, they're, they're, they're significantly higher one month, they're significantly lower than that, the next. So it's a very unreliable, I mean, the markets are reacting quite aggressively to it, but it's fundamentally quite unreliable, these job numbers, and they have been 
since COVID. Um, so what's our market summary? It's just confused market conditions right now. Um, so let's not call risk on or risk off. I don't think we can really at this point. Indecisive market conditions. Um, it's no longer due to, to dovish. Uh, Ed, now it's uh, there's potential sort of hawkish aspects to these markets coming in. Okay. So it just shows you how, how quickly things can change. Um, US oil sell below. Now we're 7,400, so we're much, much lower. Um, oh, sorry, it was a buy trade, wasn't it? Sorry, let me get it right. It's Monday morning, so. Um, US oil buy above 7,400. Um, put gold in here. If gold starts to swing to the upside, uh, gold buy above 1870. Okay, let's leave it at that. It's indecisive market conditions, so we don't know whether we got risk on, risk off. I was going to put in a little caveat just about the dollar. But you know what? Let's let's have a look at it as we trade this morning, and we'll see if we've got uh, a sort of a coherent trading opportunity there. Um, it certainly, at the surface, doesn't doesn't look like we have right now. Like I said, market fundamentals are a bit confused. Uh, risk sentiment, um, although was bearish on Friday, was really positive on Thursday, and now we're just sort of there's a, a lack of progress progress made uh, over the Asia session. So we might see a short, a small pullback, but then at some point we'll probably get some further upside. Um, all things equal. So we, we do have some quite tricky, challenging market conditions now, guys. So there's no sort of getting away from the fact that there's a lot of indecisiveness in these markets. So our trade plan is really, the market summary is about indecisive market conditions. So. This is when we want to take smaller size. We want to be a little bit more cautious first, uh, perhaps not so aggressive, um, not so, not too many expectations regarding, um, you know, upside moves. We want to be a bit snappier, get in and out of trades, ride the swings, book in profit, be a bit more proactive in these markets. So we look very carefully at, at gold above 1870. It's just ticked above 1870 now. So. Uh, we'll be looking to get into that and us oil looking to buy above the 7400 so we're trading around those levels uh, as we speak so we're going to go and see going to go into those charts now and see if, if we get some decent opportunities there or not all right then guys um so look, that's the state of play that's the lay of the land and uh we, we have to sort of navigate through this period really at the moment there's, there's I mean, we've been through periods like this so many, many times before, and we've got these conditions yet again. So um, any questions, feel free to post them. I've just put the chat, the um, the trade plan into the chat box, guys, so you can 
take that away and sort of guide you in terms of where the best opportunities are right now and uh, the direction in which to trade them and the, the prices at which we'd be more comfortable getting into those trades. So on that note, guys, thanks so much for joining us. We trade the European trading session uh, from 8 a.m. and we trade the U.S. open as well from 12.45. So join us for those if you can. For more information, just go to the livetradium.com. For everyone here at the Live Trade Room, take care. We'll speak to you soon. We're switching rooms now, so we'll be over in our trade room now in just uh, a few seconds. Thanks so much, guys. Take care. Bye for now.